It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The second time around for Jake Browning against the Pittsburgh Steelers was somehow worse for the Bengals than the worst time around, and this time it deals a severe blow to their playoff hopes. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On podcast network covering your team, the Cincinnati Bengals, every day. You can find us on YouTube, anywhere you get your podcasts. We appreciate all of you everydayers, especially here in this holiday season. Those of you that stick it out with us during the holidays are awesome. All the first listeners, and well, Merry Christmas, even though the Bengals didn't necessarily give you what you wanted this year. This episode brought to you by the Game Time app. Great account. Use promo code Locked On NFL. You'll save twenty dollars on your first purchase. Lowest price on last minute tickets, guaranteed. And not a very good game, James. To put it uh, very, very lightly. Yeah, that's putting it lightly. Um, I could use a few adjectives to describe it. Awful, certainly one. Um, nightmare christmas nightmare we could go down the list but the thing that i just i come back to that well there's two things one the bengals during this stretch and even that first matchup against pittsburgh really but over the past month before tonight had always responded the right way when they get punched in the mouth like there's been times in each of those games even though they won the last three going into tonight's game with the Steelers where it could have swung the other way and they've responded. And tonight it was the perfect complimentary football where everything went wrong. (laughs) The one thing that went right is they could move the ball. The downside is, is they kept turning the ball over and they didn't score the defense. I think George Pickens is still running. You might've been able to get open against Cheeto tonight. Uh, Dax Hill's bad angle. The, The 86 yarder set the tone for everything. Because coming into tonight, George Pickens was about to get booed out of Pittsburgh. And he's um, immature by by anyone that you ask across the league, calls him that. And you give him an 86-yarder to get going. He gets to hug Mike Tomlin. Mason Rudolph feels good. They have all the momentum. The crowd gets into it. Like, that is the play that just set the tone for everything. And I thought the Bengals might be able to respond. And they almost did. Until Jake Browning tried to throw it away and threw it to Patrick Peterson. So yeah, it, that that sequence, I think, is what really uh, kind of put them in the position that they, they ended up in at 34-11. Is it better or worse that the interception was an attempted throwaway? Because I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's worse. Like, it's a really bad decision either way, but leaving it inbounds when you're trying to throw it away is as bad as it gets in the NFL. That's what I tweeted during the game. That's as bad an interception as you can throw in the NFL. 
Yeah, it's here. Here's why it's it's worse. And it's also what Jake Browning is. And it's a reminder that Jake Browning has physical limitations. And so even mentally, if he's like, I need to throw the ball away here. By the way, you don't need to throw it out of the back of the end zone. Just throw it away. Throw yeah. it. To, throw a dart if you need to, but get it past the the line of scrimmage and get it out of bounds. I uh, that was it. W- when those two plays happen, you're like, man, they're on the ropes. And the Steelers they march right downfield through this defense like Swiss cheese. There's holes all over. Ten plays, eighty yards, another touchdown. And I, I just I couldn't foresee them digging themselves out of that hole in that building against that team when they have the momentum and and they didn't given the way the Steelers were playing to start the game the whole was I mean I I wrote I I pre-wrote you know a title for the show and a description for the show at halftime assuming things didn't change I, I left it unfinished in case things did change but you can see the way the game was gonna go or, or the way it would finish, rather, if it continued the way it started. And the way it started was you got a great punt from Brad Robbins after you got a first down on the first drive of the game. You pin the Steelers back deep. And then immediately the Steelers like, oh, you don't have DJ Reader. Look, we can run the ball. Six-yard gain on the first play of the game, which isn't a big deal in and of itself. But it lets the Steelers call whatever they want on the second play of the game. And it puts Luana Ruo in a spot where maybe he has to call single high because – Second and short, that's a good spot to call a run play if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. And and then you end up with a slant instead. Very easy decision for Mason Rudolph. George Pickens wins off the line of scrimmage against press man from a guy he probably has 30 pounds on, at least, in DJ Turner. And then Dax takes, I don't want to pile on too much, but I mean, that's one of the worst angles you could possibly take, not only missing the tackle from your post-safety spot, but also cutting off DJ Turner, who's your fastest guy with the chance to catch Pickens. And then George uh, Jermaine Pratt trying to trail the play gets caught up in, in the mass of humanity. Bengals defenders being all of that humanity at that, at that spot. And, and that's it. Second drive. You're right that the Bengals go answer and then you get this terrible pick instead of seven to three, probably seven to Steelers have the ball. And then again, running game, huge for the Steelers on that drive. Eight-yard carry, 13-yard carry, jet sweep. That was a crushing block to Jermaine Pratt and an easy touchdown. I mean, the run D was bad early. The Steelers got to do whatever they wanted early. They got out to a 14-0 lead, two drives into the game. And there is literally not a worse place from a game script perspective for you to be. What did we talk about going into the game? Take care of the ball, find a way to run the ball efficiently, make Mason Rudolph beat you. Bengals did none of those things. None of them. No, because, and even though Mason Rudolph, it was a touchdown, the throw, you're right, it was an easy throw. Should have been a 10-yard gain. It should have been. And, But even if it's a 30-yard gain, you could live with that. An 86-yard backbreaker after you finally get a good punt from Brad Robbins. Yeah. You finally do. It's like, oh, well, they got a first down. They, they converted their first third down. And then they have to punt. Okay, it can be that kind of game. You can live with that. And boom, just like that, George Pickens out, out of the shoot. And it, it, those interceptions are just – it's it's 13 points off the board, Jake Browning's three interceptions. The three points for Evan McPherson, then a second interception the Steelers score on, a touchdown. 
and then they score three more points. So it's 13 points off of turnovers, 34 to 11. It's it's a much different game if you just reverse those. And yet that's that's part of it. The other part is this defense where, man, losing DJ Reader, it, it was the fear. And Najee Harris averaged 7.3 yards per carry in the first quarter. Mason Rudolph had 130 yards passing on four attempts. He was four for four for 130. And they scored on the first or second play of the second quarter to, to make it 14 nothing. So, And this the, thing that's been there for them, like the yeah. thing that has saved the score, that the red zone takeaway, just like not non-existent today. Zero turnovers. They didn't force – they weren't even close to forcing a turnover today. Maybe once. Maybe. Generously. Just non-existent. And yeah. – that's the fear is is it this defense being that if that's it well then they're not they're not good enough because they've given up big plays and not tackled well all season long and they've been bad against the run even with DJ Reader all mm-hmm. season long it's complimentary football issues they they got none of that today they didn't get any like i'm trying to find bright spots to talk about for for this show and and there's maybe one there's one there's a couple there's a couple. Fun. Great. We'll, we'll get to those eventually, but we do need to talk about this defense as well. And, and just, I mean, everything that could go wrong went wrong. We'll, we'll continue our takeaways from the game coming up next. Today's episode of Lockdown Bengals is sponsored by FanDuel. FanDuel has a little bit of a present for you this holiday season. New customers right now can get $150 in bonus bets. And the way to do that $153. All you got to do is win a $5 money line bet. Just straight up money line bet. $5. Doesn't matter what the line is. $150 if the team you pick against the money line wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, that means there's no better time to get in on the action with 150 free bonus bucks at stake. It's easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options. They've got spreads, players, props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Check out everything they've got on offer, everything they've got going on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Today's show is also brought to you by Schultz Jewelers. Look, I get it. You're watching this. It is either Saturday night. Maybe you're already at Christmas Eve. Well, Schultz Jewelers is the place to go to find that perfect diamond for her. And whether you're going to pop the question or you're looking for the right earrings or the right bracelet, or maybe you don't know exactly what you are looking for and you need some assistance, well, Matt Schultz and his team are here for you. Matt has a background in education, so he's going to be patient with you, even if you don't know jack about jewelry. And let's be honest, I don't know jack about jewelry, but Matt will help you through it just like he would help me, help Jake, help everyone. They have lab-grown diamonds. So, you can get your fiance her dream ring without hurting your wallet. Don't delay. Check them out at 2202 Dixie Highway in Fort Mitchell, five minutes from the bridge into Kentucky or online at SchultzDiamonds.com. That's S-C-H-U-L-Z Diamonds.com. We know the Bengals strive for perfection. Schultz Strollers does too. Because when it has to be perfect, it has to be Schultz Strollers. So the game got off to a really bad start. That set the tone for the entire game. But we've seen this team come back from bad starts this year. They just did it last week. They just came back from a a similar deficit last week. The difference is it wasn't quite so big a hole. 
24 to 0 at halftime, not a whole lot of teams in the NFL coming back from that spot. Jake Browning played really poorly in this game. That's a big part of the problem. There's a lot of criticism of the coaching staff, I think, right now. The defense also played poorly, even when there were okay calls. But some of their depth issues showed up today too, James. Mm -hmm. Some of the spots we've been talking about. And down their three best players, one thing that you can't forget about, one thing you keep coming back to, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, DJ Reader, all pro-level players on this team. It was just too much. Like you, you can't get down 14 to zero against a team who has the edge rushers that Pittsburgh does in their building without your studs. And it was just obviously too much in this game. Yeah, it was. And there's a couple of things, but the margin for error just isn't there. Like if you're down 14, nothing, even 20, 24, nothing. And you have Joe Burrow and Jamar chase. Like it, it feels a little different. Like, Oh, maybe And heck I'll give the Bengals credit. Coming out of halftime, they did exactly what they needed to do. They get a stop, they get the ball to the offense, and they score quick. And then Jake Browning shows great patience, pocket awareness, slides, throws it to Joe Mixon for the two-point conversion. And it's like, okay, it's 24-8, get a stop, get a turnover. This is when the defense, you, you already got one stop, but now get that opportunistic turnover that you seem to always get. And no. instead, George Pickens danced yeah. on their head running past Cheeto and, and I get it. He did have the straight arm out there. Cheeto mentioned that, like mentioned that to the official, but huh, it's just, it's bad. And it was bad. You can't give up two, three huge plays rather to George Pickens, 86 yards, 66 yards and 44 yards And the 44 yarder was the one that I, I forgive the most. Cause it's just a heck of a play. The other well, two, not really forgivable. Uh, I have issue with the second one too. Because it was a crazy deep drop for Mason Rudolph. The Bengals sent four. Nobody got home. Sure, sure. In that situation, how are you letting them, like, the only thing you can't do in that spot, like, who cares if they run time, you don't get the ball back. Like, the only thing you can't do in that spot is, one, let a guy take several hitches, step into a bomb, and two, let a guy get behind you. And And so... It was a great play for George Pickens. Pickens, you can't take anything away from him in this game, unfortunately. Like, he made the plays. You, you, you can't say he didn't make the plays, but the, the, the other side of that coin is typically that the Bengals didn't make the plays. And, and again, you have to credit Pittsburgh for executing as much as I don't want to. I don't think this means Pittsburgh is good. We'll see the next two games. We'll see if they make a change at quarterback after today. Have fun with that, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, we don't have to talk about it too much after this, but it, it was pretty embarrassing like for the entire team because of what Pittsburgh's done the last three weeks, what Pittsburgh did between the the, the Cincinnati games, how lost they looked, how well the Bengals were playing. But it comes back to this other conversation we're going to have to have, James, of – they, they can't win in the division this year? Are you kidding me? Like, there's a very clear path to 0-6 in the division this year. And to be fair, they did not have healthy Joe Burrow for any of their division games in their entirety. And they played close games with Baltimore. He's going to win the division. But 0-6 in the division? Can't do that. They, they've talked about the importance of winning your division games. And, 
you know, someone asked us, and, and they reminded me today, somebody asked us in the preseason, one of our mailbags, is, is the division, the strength of the, the division, the biggest obstacle to the Bengals this year? Well, the answer to that question is still no, because losing Joe Burrow was their biggest obstacle. But 0-6 in the division? Yikes. Yeah, and no team, shout out to my guy Russ Heltman uh, for this, no team since 2002. I'm going to make sure I get this stat right. Yeah, no team has made the playoffs since 2002 starting 0-5 in the division. So, but good luck. It's it's just, it's really tough. And obviously, uh, we know that. We knew how much of a must win it was. But the, the other aspect of this, it did feel like, and maybe it's because they're at home and you get off to the start, but it just felt like one team was way more urgent in how they were playing uh, than the other, specifically, specifically the defense. Like I, I think they 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 just they just lost. I think they just got beat up. I don't know. Sure. I did. Did the Bengals defense look desperate? Najee Harris is not like a quality running back. Just to be clear, he was averaging I, I think seven yards a carry. Maybe, maybe it is I, that simple. I I I, I, I have a hard time so, going to effort and urgency and the, like not they not effort at stake here. Not effort. And urgency, like those, those are, you know. What did the defense do well? They, they played poorly. That doesn't mean they weren't urgent. I think they were just bad. I don't think a hundred times out of a hundred, there is no scenario in which the Steelers give up that pick and play. Well, they not, did to not T. A, Higgins, though. Not on play two. Huh. They, did, they did not to T. Higgins. It was completely different. I mean, it's the safety who takes a bad angle and T. Higgins runs by him. It's different because it's man in his zone. Man is no doubt. And I I don't know. I, I think this defense should have had a chip on its shoulder the size of DJ Reader. And it did not feel like that from the jump. It didn't. They got beat up. You don't get beat up if you have urgency. You really don't. You might lose. There's two different things. Beat up versus just losing that to me there's there's a bit of a difference especially with the defense the offense they moved the ball jake browning uh, was awful today and, and they lost some in the trenches we knew they uh, weren't gonna be able to run the ball though so i just don't know how you quantify that like you could say you could say the tackles didn't have you can't quantify because it it's it's, not a the tackles were, well like in saying. any in any means i mean like i just i just don't know what that even means i think they just got their ass kicked that's that's it sure sure I agree. There's no debating that. I just, I don't know, 44 yards, 66 yards, 86 yards. Heck, I. Uh, George Pickens was about to get booed out of Pittsburgh. I know. The the, like, the corners were bad. The safety was he should bad. have been cu- going for his head th- th- this week. Like that, they should have been trying to get him off the field. And, and I don't mean hurt, just to be yeah, very clear. You mean mental I, game. I mean yeah. literally get in his head yeah. and shut him down and make him go off, like slam his helmet on the sideline. Yeah. And instead, the very you, you let him off the hook the second play of the game. The second play of scrimmage from scrimmage. Literally a worst-case scenario start. And and it snowballed. They, they did not contain the damage. It spiraled out of control immediately. And the path of the playoffs is as much as Bengals fans probably don't even want to hear about this after this game, even harder from here. It does still technically exist, but that is a very, very uphill battle, James. And like you mentioned, uh, 
hasn't been done before. So we'll finish the show there with what this means going the rest of the way coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the place you need to go this holiday season for last-minute tickets, flash deals, the perfect tickets for you. You'll get to see the seats before you purchase those tickets so you know the exact view, you know exactly what you're getting, and you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets for any event, not just maybe a Bengals game. Maybe you want to go to that Bengals-Cleveland regular season finale or Maybe you're going to make the trip to Kansas City on New Year's Eve. Or maybe it's your favorite concert, NBA team, or anything in between. Game Time has you covered. And you can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. My cousin used the Game Time app just a few weeks ago to go to the Bengals-Jags game in, uh, in Jacksonville on Monday Night Football last minute. He got them on Monday evening. It was Smart decision, and it was a fun game. Certainly much more fun than Saturday night. You can get your tickets as well with the Game Time app. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. James, there are a couple bright spots we could talk about before we talk about the bleak playoff hopes after dropping this game. T. Higgins was one. He made his plays and had that long touchdown catch outrunning the practice squad safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I think they were in cover two on that play, uh, but was playing a half field coverage. So that was nice for T. T. had some nice plays in this game. Yoshi had some nice plays in this game. Was that Was that the other one? What are the other bright spots for you? Brad Robbins, he had a bad punt, but he also had two inside the 10, one inside the five. Yes. It's something to build on. It is. I, I know. He, I mean, he's been bad and he had a bad one again. It was that, very that bad. Put the Steelers the bad yeah. today was bad. Yeah. But maybe you can build on it a little bit. Also, Evan McPherson hasn't, uh, still hasn't missed a kick inside of 50 yards this year. So. Interesting. Um, oh, he did other, kick one today. I was like, did he even kick one today? And I'm like, oh, yeah, 11, of course. Other bright spot, and, and we'll have more time on this. At halftime, though, I have to look at my halftime observations. I'm pretty sure Joe Mixon had five carries for four yards. Chase Brown was averaging 3.7 a carry, and I think he had three three carries at halftime. Mm. I thought Chase Brown, and it, this isn't a, a Mixon thing. I think Chase Brown found yards that weren't necessarily there. I would have liked to see him get more touches run-wise, and he ended up with only four carries. But uh, I, I thought he was running hard, making a man or two miss here and there. I don't know if he'll ever be a bell cow, but I certainly wish he would have gotten maybe, – maybe split the carries with Mixon in a game like that when you know you're not running the ball well. Because yeah, Mixon's be final numbers, they, they look way better th- than they actually were because he, he had a couple garbage time runs. Yeah. 
Uh, it would be interesting to see the, the concepts that they were running for Chase Brown versus what they're running for Mixon, because that's always been the question. And, and the reason that I think Chase Brown isn't on the field more is that they trust Joe Mixon to execute some of the things where you have to set up blocks, you have to execute your reads, you have to be patient, use your vision. But I think they did run at least one play uh, that was a, a zone play with Chase Brown in this game. So, And they did last week, too. There was more of those slow developing plays for Chase Brown, less of the, you know, you, you're going to always hit this hole in the same spot. And sometimes you're going to need to bounce it, but um, less of that have to read and pick your uh, point of attack for for Chase Brown in general than Joe Mixon. But the uh, athleticism continues to show up for him. And so there continues to be long-term bullishness. I, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair, bright spot. Trey Hendrickson had a sack. That's all I got on the defense. Linebackers continue that, to to beat that might be it. Down. How um, about Mason Rudolph outrunning Logan Wilson on third and seven? Yeah, that killed me a little bit what, inside. What the hell is going on? Logan Wilson. He, he he also. I don't want to pile on, but he also had a bad angle trying to catch somebody in the flat and ended up getting outrun up the sideline uh, for like eight yards instead of three yards or something like that. Um. You know, was one of the guys a bit the wrong way on a Jalen Warren check down reception on third and five for a first down before the Steelers scored a touchdown on the one opportunity the Bengals had to get off the field on that drive. He and Mike Hilton both bit on the eyes of Mason Rudolph on that play. Don't look. How many quarterback hits did they have? Like three? Three. Three quarterback hits, one sack. Trey had one where he came unblocked and he got hurt. But he, he went back into the game at least, so they didn't lose Trey Hendrickson to an injury. But yeah, he had one on block. He had the sack. I think BJ Hill had one, and maybe Cam Sample. It is, yeah, you're right. BJ Hill, Trey Hendrickson, and Cam Sample. Those are the nice. three. Yeah, Cam Sample. I remember Cam's. Now, um, the little boot play. Defense is awful, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I know everything was awful, but I mean, they were three yards away from getting to 400 again. They were at 397. Well, you know what? We can hope for a quarterback controversy in Pittsburgh because that would be entertaining for me. I would, I would derive some some entertainment from that, like for like thirty seconds, maybe. Playoff picture though, James. They need to win the last two, and then they would need help. Yep. And and I always thought they were losing one of the the final four as we Mm -hmm. looked at it going into last week. This of the next three and now two felt like the the most winnable one. Yeah. Now you may say that Cleveland game, but Cleveland has had the Bengals number, so I'm just not going to to say that. Now that may feel different in another week. It really might, and you're at home and all of those things. But mm-hmm. I'm not looking forward. Everyone's like, "Oh, the Chiefs stink." Yeah, you may think the Chiefs stink, but they still have a winning record, and going to Arrowhead sucks. It's not fun. Well, they're winning with defense. And, like, you want to put Browning against another tough defense next week. They're going to have to come with a totally different game plan to deal with the Steve Spagnuolo game plan again. And they did well against Brian Flores, and then they got schooled by Mike Tomlin. So another tough challenge against a guy who has constructed great playoff, great winter defenses for Kansas City and is one of the best defenses in the league, period. Uh, by scoring, they've allowed the second fewest points in the AFC 
have the Kansas City Chiefs, second only to the Baltimore Ravens. So it's not like it gets easier. And and teams were moving the ball in, on Pittsburgh. Teams were running the ball on Pittsburgh. The Bengals couldn't figure it out. So yeah. things need to get a lot better. They have some time to do it. At least they get to go home to their families, you know, get get to take a Christmas to decompress. Hopefully, if you celebrate, you have a nice Christmas as well. Any other closing thoughts, James? Just unfortunate that yeah. they they had this kind of performance. And, you know, Jake Browning after the game, and as we record this, they're doing their post-game stuff and in the locker room. And uh, Jake Browning said they kicked our ass, which obviously they did. Chidobe Awuzie said we came in to, to whoop them and they whooped us. Uh, plenty to play for is what Sam Hubbard said. And um, yeah. and I'm just skimming these. T. Higgins said their backs are against the wall. And their backs are against the wall. And over the past couple of years, they've responded the right way when their backs are against the wall. We'll see if they can do it again against a uh, a team that is battling for that one seed in their head. Uh, I, I certainly think that's what the Chiefs are hoping to, to slide into. But I, I doubt they will. But uh, they're still thinking that they can win out and beat the Bengals and, and move forward. So, at the very uh, least, that, the two seed like seeding does matter for the Kansas City Chiefs for sure, no doubt. And last thing, like you said, Merry Christmas! Thank you to everyone out there that uh, listens, watches, uh, pays attention to the podcast, and uh, we will uh, we'll be back after Christmas. But we want you to enjoy it, and it sucks that this is our last show for a few days, Jake, because uh, it would be much more fun if it would, the, the end result were a little different. Yeah. I think I wore a Christmas hat last year around this time of year. Sure. I, can't remember. I, I actually have a Santa hat that I would have worn and I'm like, eh, probably not going to play as well. Yeah. Not when really it's the 34 to 11. Not really the time. Can, can I tell you my big gaff? I didn't throw three interceptions, but I did make a mistake. So I wrote yeah. my post game for all Bengals and I post it. And I had everything updated, and and you're updating it on the fly. You have your article ready, especially in a game like that for a while. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I didn't update the score from 31 to 11 to 34 to 11. So it was actually, uh, I, I ended up doing it, but uh, about five minutes later. But that's a <laughs> false start on on me. Small gaff. That's gonna do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas to those who celebrate. And have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 